0: whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com/sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 53. Cletometry here at the secret icon Halo show that made no sense, where we it talk all things That's Halo. It. I wanted to rhyme so bad, because we love Halo. I'm your co-host, Joel Field Joshi, and join with me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Loremaster himself, Mr. Brian Arvett.
0: That's too high praise, especially when we're going to have a rooster.
1: Well, between two of us. Between, okay, well. between both of us, I'm, I'm like the multiplayer Brain. guy who's like, Brian, what is your precursor? That, that's where, like,
0: the next episode, Josh will be like, and me, the most handsome man in the world. And I'll be like, Josh. And you'll be like, oh, well, only between the two of us.
1: Like, yeah. Come on, bro. I'm over here like, Brian, what is what is your precursor? What, can you tell me about them? I don't understand.
0: What a plebe.
1: Is it, is um, it, is it Prothean or Promethean?
0: Oh, uh, Protheans from Mass Effect 2,
1: bro. Yeah. And then I'll be like, um, oh, I, I didn't know. That's right.
0: Guys, we were we would be less than a week away from Infinite right now if things had gone tra- going on the trajectory yeah, that we thought they would. 2 weeks away
1: from Cyberpunk. But more importantly, uh-huh. more importantly Halo Infinite. You know. <laughs> no,
0: dude, we're at least 2 years from Cyberpunk. <laughs> they just haven't told us yet. <laughs> you uh, know,
1: I'm so old. I'm so overdone on those this games coming out in 2077 memes. It's just ridiculous. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but dude, I can't I blame say, people.
0: I think you'll kind of like this one even though you prefer I didn't do it still um there's a guy that crashed he crash landed on an island he was in a plane and he's been crash landing on the island since end of 2019 and he just got back to to he was discovered he just came back to the mainland here and he's he's getting ready next week he gets in line and he gets up early to go to gamestop to pick up his infinite pre-order for the november 10th because he pre-ordered a big storm coming he pre-ordered it uh, before the, the plane crash, so he gets there and he gets up to the front desk and he flaps out his wallet, takes the receipt, puts it down, he's like, I'm here for my one copy of Halo Infinite. And then the uh, the GameStop employee says, well actually it's been delayed to, in, to a time we don't know, we have no release date. Josh, hit me up with the sound of that guy's reaction when he finds out Infinite was delayed and he doesn't know when he's going
1: to be able to get it. What do you mean, man? You, what do you mean it gets delayed? I'm on this island, deserted this whole time by myself. I got no, no books to read. I ain't got shit. I ain't got a phone. I got nothing. I got coconuts to crack, bananas to eat and peel, and that's it. And I'm thinking about this game. It's the only thing get me by. And you mean to tell me this isn't coming out? Okay, well, you know what? Never mind. Let me let me pre-order Cyberpunk, or let me, let me pick up my copy of pre- uh, Cyberpunk Oh, Oh, wait, that's delayed, too? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's even coming out with this thing? What's the point of getting this console, man? I like you know what I think I'm just gonna, you know here I'd like to I'd like to remove this money from both my pre-orders. Oh, in the Series X2, I'd like to take the money out from that. I'm gonna let's see, okay, five hundred. Okay, this going to... I think this is enough to buy me a plane ticket back to where I came from. I'm just gonna go back. <laughs> Things are
0: better there. You're like okay, well, right before I leave, can you just give me a just give me a DVD copy of uh, the new Black Widow movie. <laughs> <laughs> This year sucks, oh. like, dude. 2020—that was the year for you to be on an island. You should have just oh, stayed there, bro. No, though, though it's hilarious to me. Like, you know, I, I'm not—I uh, I don't want to call anybody pathetic, but if you're stranded on an island with no hope of salvation or being saved, and the only thing you're looking forward to to keep you alive is Halo Infinite, like that's pretty sick. Hey, man, that'd that be, that be me. That'd probably be me. Got to make it out. You're like, God. you know, there's, there's—I know there's my wife and kids and my mom and my dad, but like halo infinite was supposed to come out later this year i gotta get home
1: well, here's the thing if he's on there for over a year he's probably thinking to him so he's probably spent the first like first year thinking about his wife his kids his family but then it's like oh yeah video games oh halo infinite boy i bet that game is turning out so well gosh the gameplay reveal i bet that looks so good i wonder if they got a multiplayer beta honey we ain't got none of that shit
0: well, surely okay, it was delayed past November 2020, but surely we can at least I can at least catch up on all the the vast footage of campaign and multiplayer that's been released to pick
1: up. <laughs> Nope, As Brian would say, guys, that's a whole lot of note from me. <laughs> that's a whole lot of note from me, dog. Speaking right, anyways, of which, so, Josh, I can imagine got? this, this week. I was going to say I can imagine this guy also getting there up to the line to say, by the way, Chris Lee has left 343 Industries.
0: It's oh. <laughs> like, so okay, what's I'm going on with this perfect. game? He's like Man. I was on an island, everything changed
1: man yeah chris lee has has, has left three four three we know that news is a little old so we're just gonna touch upon it briefly guys but wow what a crazy time.
0: of the project
1: yeah, what did what did you think when you first saw that and what are your thoughts now Brian
0: um well when I very first saw it I think I probably had what a lot of halo fans had it was my bot my like almost like my I kind of felt like a chill down my neck I was like more infinite bad news like more bad pr for infinite like i just can't do this anymore my poor little halo heart (laughs) you know and then i and then i looked into it and i read on it and i you know saw what other people were saying and you know i i kind of the conclusion i've came to and i've kind of stuck to since that news released is that um for whatever reason we're not we're not sure what the reason is that he left that position. We know he was not fired from Microsoft; he just moved laterally to another position. Correct. Um, we we know that it was. I'm trying to think of the word. I don't know if it's. I almost said congruent, but I don't think that makes sense. It happened like <laughs> it, it happened parallel. It happened at the same time that Joe came in. Basically, yeah. We just didn't know it at the time, so it was kind of they happened congruently, like they were. Yeah, I think, I um, think you're
1: using that word, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, as one left, one was coming in, so that makes it less um, less bad to me, not to mention he was not fired. Um, so I think most people's minds go to, okay, well, they showed off the gameplay reveal, and it was poorly received, so they removed Chris Lee. But, I mean, you know, I know it's really easy to go to that, but we really don't know, and it's like, I mean, it's so hard, man, because I'm not one of those people that was upset with how the game looked, but I know a lot of people were. And I'm just like, the game looks really cool to me. Like, Halo Infinite looks like a lot of what Halo fans have been wanting. Like, a return to art style, a return to the music. You know, it even looks like, briefly, like, it doesn't look like there's going to be any, like, uh, aim down sights. Like, it seems to be like the kind of game. Kidding that. You're right. Yeah. It seems like the kind of game that people wanted in a lot of ways. And it's got a really cool, like, setting and everything. So, I'm just like... Would they really remove him from leadership after all those years of 343 just because of a bad gameplay reveal? Now, obviously, too, like another thing I'm not really thinking of as a consumer is like there was – if they probably wouldn't remove someone if the only issue was a gameplay reveal. If if they removed him because of the gameplay reveal, it's because there was issues happening over time leading up to that. Like it was compounding things over and over and over. Uh, but ultimately, you know, everything I've seen and heard, it just sounds like Chris Lee is a good guy. Probably worked his butt off. He's probably, you know, very deserving of success. And I hope that only more success comes to him and whatever he's on next. Um, and well, he's maybe been there for just, a long while, right? Yeah, yeah, a long time. I think he was there since ODST, maybe? Yeah, that's what um, I thought. Which is and crazy, crazy to think It about. could always be. It could always be something along the lines of, like, his job – being the lead was really kind of finished, and like Joe Staten's more there to work on things that are not the same. Like maybe it's not the same job so much. Like he got it to completion, and Joe Staten's bringing it home. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and you know what too. With these kind of things, it's always so easy to just like look at it at face value. But I think too, like, hey, it's always possible that yes, he maybe wasn't happy with something. You know that he was. He was you know having a. Personal conflict of interest or, or something to that effect. Yeah, we can go there, but at the same time, maybe you know this guy has if he's worked on Halo, like Brian said, as, as far back as ODST. I'm sure the guy probably would like to do other things, and you never know if if I'm just let's just say hypothetically if he was having some kind of conflict of interest that kind of pushed his foot out the door. Maybe he was also you know in a state of hey I already want to go anyway, and this is now giving me like a reason to just kind of. Move well, you
0: know, you just kind of made me think know. of something, Josh. Here's What's that, the, Brian? May, maybe, maybe he was planning to leave once Infinite was, was done.
1: Yeah, and, and this and just he, accelerated it.
0: Well, he was... No, I'm saying maybe he was planning oh. to leave once the game was done, and it mm-hmm. was going to come out in November. So he was done.
1: That's a good but, point. That's a but much, then they
0: delayed it. <laughs> that sounds far
1: less worse than mine. Yeah. Well, so it's like, like, well, it accelerated it. Like, I'm no. leaving
0: now! No, maybe it's just like, okay, once the team sat down and decided, okay, we have to delay this game, Right, Chris Lee's saying, okay, I told you guys two years ago that I'm leaving once Infinite's out the door. Mm-hmm. My part is served. It's time for me to leave. And then since Microsoft had greenlit delay in it, it's like, okay, let's bring somebody else in to take take this extra time forward. And we're going to pull Joe Staten because he already works at Microsoft. And he's familiar with the with the IP, obviously.
1: Yeah. So. You know, it's like, it's like a relationship in a way. Like if you if you see like let's just say on social media, you see that two people split up, you know, you don't actually know what how 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 that went down, why that didn't work out. You just see that they're they're split up, and your mind will naturally assume the worst and think either this person's a fault or that person or oh man, they must have been really unhappy. You have no idea. We have no idea with this kind of thing. It's just pure speculation. But you know what? I'm going to miss Chris Lee. He seemed like such a cool guy. And it sucks to think the last time I got to see him do something 343 Halo related was literally the gameplay reveal. Because when it showed his face at the end, I was like, you know, because I was so
0: happy to be like, hey, guys, look, he did.
1: And I was so excited to, like, get to see him again in the vid docs if we were going to get them. I don't know if we are now, but like, you know, I was just assuming. So it just kind of I mean, you know, go ahead.
0: Well, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Josh, but like it gives okay. it gives. I think I think it gives us a clear conscience in a sense. Not that not that anybody who doesn't feel the same needs to not have a clear conscience, but like when we saw the gameplay reveal, we were so hyped, and I remember we put on the Sacred Icon account uh, for bon- went to Bonnie Ross's page, and we were like, "Bonnie Ross, you you guys nailed it! Like the reveal was awesome! Uh, like hug hug whoever's near you if you can." And she responded, and she was like, "Ah, oh, I got my dogs here. I, they're they're receiving the hugs. Thank yeah, you." Yeah, that's right. That's because cool. I, you know, we thought the team did a great job. The the reveal was great. So like, I it feels good to know we're the people. We're the kind of people that were like, "Yeah, this is exciting." And and you did, you know, that smile on Chris Lee's face that said, "Hey, we just showed you something awesome." Me and it was Josh very competent. Going, yeah, it is
1: awesome. It, he sat very competently in that chair. It didn't look like he had the shakes of like, "Oh shit, this game's in trouble." <laughs> it's no, like, I mean. No, think, he, looked very proud to finally show that game off
0: and if you think about like think how far they've come from like they were on that 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 development course of halo 4 and creating the studio and then halo 5 and the the whole um the whole cortana arc and the blue team and team osiris like for them to be able to pull it all the way back kind of go back to the roots and get this new art style get this new music and kind of bring back you know Old style enemies like the brutes and covenant and all that stuff, except you know, Cold dude. Bandaged. I'm like, so. I,
1: yeah. We don't talk about it enough. I'm so freaking excited to fight brutes again. It's, just, oh, yeah, it's been so. It's been a while. It's been a while since, fought since I fought brutes. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna give them a brute spanking on the brute butt cheeks. Oh man. The broody butt cheeks. I what bet if, there's a What if brute butt cheeks are firm? What dude. if we got some in-universe Halo promotional serial called Brutio's?
0: <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say we got an in-game skin that gave us like a hairy brute ass for our spark oh
1: <laughs> yeah and then you can go around uh, just make just spank it
0: like picture like like the way that we're all wondering like how master chief will exit the series no one had any idea that esherum was gonna squeeze his brute butt cheeks on chief's head and pop his head jesus like christ <laughs> the Escherum butt clench it's, it's, it sounds it's horrifying. Known, it's known throughout the universe, the legendary eshrum, Even Atriox could not handle the Esherim <laughs> butt clench. Man, I'm going to call, oh, go man, call this episode eshrum butt clench. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking Brudios, but we're on some, somewhere okay. in between. Brudios, Esher, Maybe we can do a combo. Eshrum's Brudios. Esher, Esherim's Brudio butt clench. Esherim Brudio schism. <laughs>
0: Uh. That sounds nasty,
1: (laughs) bro. Uh. Oh, guys, but speaking of which, this kind of, I think, in a lot of ways, kind of takes us into our main topic. But before we go into that, I want to remind you guys of a little something-something we got here cooking up at the Sacred Icon Halo show. Brian, roll that footage. Roll it. Coming soon to the Sacred Icon Halo show on your favorite podcast platform of choice, it's the Haruspis episodes. What's good, everybody? It's your co-host, DJ Jovial J, coming at you excited as heck to let you guys in on a little sizzly sizzle that Brian and I have been cooking up on the grill here at the Sacred Icon Halo Show. That's right, you guys heard correctly, Mr. Haruspis, aka Alex himself, is going to be coming on board in a multi-part series of episodes for some three-player co-op action as we take a look back at Halo 4. You guys heard correctly, it's a multi-part series, Now I wish I could sit here and tell you guys just exactly how many we plan to do with this, but to be honest, there's so much to talk about, we don't know! What the fuck? I know, right? The lobby's open, so go ahead and join us as Alex, Brian, and I make a slip-space jump back in time to 2012, when Halo 4 released for the Xbox 360. Not only are we going to be doing breakdowns of the campaign levels themselves, dishing on the multiplayer, and talking about everything else that made Halo 4 what it is today. Are Are you you for real? real? Fucking A. We'll even be talking about Forward Unto Dawn, what that was like at the time as being more or less the first Halo movie to ever release what our thoughts are on it now, and just the euphoria you could feel at that time. We'll also be talking about things like the Forerunner trilogy by Greg Bear and some of the other expanded universe material that came out preceding Halo 4's release. But as if that wasn't enough, we're going to be breaking down every announcement that we can find as they preceded Halo 4's release. We're talking about things like having a new composer that wasn't Marty and Michael and what that meant for us as fans, what that was like for 343 at the time, We're going to be talking about things like the vid docs, the making of, you name it. We're going to cover as much as possible, even going as far back as when Halo 4 was just an idea in Bungie's head. It's going to be a lot of fun speculation as to what could have been, might have been. It's going to be a lot of fun discussions about what is, what our thoughts were then, what our thoughts are now. We're going to get into all of it. That's right. So you're definitely going to want to check these out, guys. Again, this is going to be a multi-part string of episodes in which Alex, Brian, and myself dish on all things Halo 4 when it releases for the xbox 360 but until then if you want to stay tuned for more future updates on this as it happens be sure and follow us on twitter at sacred icon halo hit us up in the discord at sacred icon halo and be sure and keep your ears tuned to the smooth saxophone jammed frequency of cairo station 101.3 sacred icon halo show fm radio ladies and gentlemen this is where the fun begins
0: Anyways, guys. Well, here we are in November. We have the Series X and Series S coming out next week, and as we talked about already, there is no game to be seen. So, uh, I think I think everybody who's like a big Halo fan that's been excited for this has been looking around and saying, "Man, there's a new book. There's there's cups. There's uh, you know Butterfinger codes. There's it's on <laughs> there's chips a figure Ahoy. at it's Best on,
1: Buy you can pre-order. Uh,
0: figure at Best Buy. You got Snapchat stuff. You got Uh, New accessories,
1: clothing. and
0: Monster Energy drinks, toys, Mega Blocks. I mean, everything. Even the Xbox Series X box has a giant Halo Infinite back on it. uh, Picture on the back. Uh, So, kind of the the theme of today's topic is everything but the game. I mean, it's truthfully, that's what we're experiencing right now. We're experiencing everything Halo Infinite has to offer, except for the game. The the, the
1: core piece. The reason why Brian... Uh, Brian was the one that came up with this idea for a discussion. And the reason why, guys, is, and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I talked several episodes ago about, in 1995, uh, Star Wars released a book called Shadows of the Empire. And it was to take place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And what that was was a big promotional campaign in which the book was sort of essentially the movie. It had the core story. But then you had a comic book series, Telling a perspective of like Boba Fett, then you had a video game telling the perspective of Dash Rendar. Then you had toys. Then you had all of this promotional. You even had yet a soundtrack. Even so, you had everything, but the movie, and that was how it was pretty much marketed: was everything but the movie. And that's kind of where we're at, unfortunately, with Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brian.
0: Yeah, um, I Although mean, what it
1: was planned for for Star Wars. It wasn't for this. That's yeah,
0: yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, this is all happening because of the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic's just made things... Just It's just been a really weird year, guys. I mean, I don't need to touch on all the, the controversial topics, but, you know, pandemic's not the only thing that's happened this year. And, and even right now, we're in the middle of... While this, when this podcast went live, there's all the election stuff going on. And uh, it's just been a crazy year. A, a lot of things have... Have happened, and the one on one hand, it, it sucks that all this great marketing for Infinite is going on when there's no game. Because I will admit, in my opinion, I think the Inf- the Infinite marketing has been outstanding. I think yeah. it's amazing.
1: It, it's it's crazy to think like how much they might even have still loaded in the chamber that we haven't even seen. Yeah. You know, like you think about that. Oh, Taco we didn't Bell. even
0: mention the Power of Your Dreams Chief trailer.
1: Yeah, there's that, and I was just about to say the Taco Bell commercial. It's like if if those or anything to go off on they probably had a lot more that were going to come out closer to the launch of this game that now they might have to back pocket, you know, to, because you got to think too, like, this is actually a good, a good topic within this is like, how much did they have planned that had to come out, which is what some of the stuff we've got because of contracts versus how much maybe they had planned that they've had to shelve now, because at some point when they do figure out a release date for this, you got to try to somehow promote it at least a little bit, and how do they do that? You know, you can't, like, I think it's, I mean, I think it's unrealistic to think that they're going to go and say, hey, we're going to go film this new commercial or do this new thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine that the marketing around Infinite, when it actually does release, will look as glorious as this. Like, I feel like this is, because, I mean, they didn't even officially delay the game till after the E3 reveal, so, like, I think... I mean, I could be wrong. I don't have behind the scene info, but it seems to me like the, the whole team and Microsoft together all year long, they were kind of just going, they were kind of scratching their head going, "Um, well, let's not delay it. Let's let's see if we can get it done. It looks really unlikely, but let's see if we can pull it together. And then, like it got closer and closer and closer, and they're like, oh, man. Like <laughs> They start talking about maybe we'll split the modes up. Maybe we'll just release the campaign or something and <sighs> cut multiplayer later, or vice versa. And that was considered, and then it got to this point where and, you know, here's one thing. Here's another thing to play Devil's Advocate, too, is I know Josh and I were not upset with the reveal. We thought the reveal was awesome, but maybe that was the final nail in the coffin. Maybe there was already a lot of pressure at 343 going, yeah. we might delay this, we might delay this, we might delay this, we're, we're, we're having trouble. And then the, the the reception to the E3 trailer was so poor that they're like, okay, we already knew we weren't going to have this game in a 100% finished state at launch. Now there's already negative feedback let's do the thing we need to do make the hard decision
1: that's a good point brian because pardon me i mean maybe there was a chance like you said that when they win when they showed off the game you know maybe that was kind of a a make or break moment for them in terms of like maybe let's say if it was successful and everyone was really like hey this is awesome i'm excited then maybe they would have said okay well let's try to split let's try to get the campaign out first let's push out what we can you know let's push out what we can yeah so, I mean, that's actually good food for thought because, you know, again, that's one of those just like the Chris Lee thing. Like, it's so easy to just take the information as we read it on the screen, you know, and in our mind, let our mind run wild with that and try to fill in the blanks. But the reality is often very different from those kind of assumptions and assumptions can make asses out of us. So I don't think it's quite so black and white, but it does suck. You know, I mean, it, I, I feel like let's say let's go in the future, guys, when. Brian has, like, a couple kids of his own, and they go, Daddy, Daddy, they come up to him, they go, Dad, so, you know, uh, you're such a big Halo fan, still doing the podcast with Uncle Josh, and, uh, you know, I I was reading about Halo Infinite, and it, you know, how it came out in 2021, but it was supposed to come out in 2020, and all this crazy stuff happened, what happened with that, Dad, can you tell me about that, and then just like the scene with Captain America from Endgame, Brian will look at him and go, no, I don't think I will. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah no dark times i'd be like actually you know what i'd say to my kids i'd say if you really want to experience that time that time go to our
1: podcast sacred ice <laughs> and halo because <laughs> they'll be there in the archives you'd be like leave a five-star review yeah, uh, yeah yeah no absolutely and then i look at my kid i'm like ben
0: there's a there's a that. There's there's a three and a half star on my iTunes from somebody named Ben and he sounds an awful lot like you, you little son of a... <laughs> and then you hear him like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be chasing him around the house. He sounds yeah. like a goblin. That's what that's, he sounds my like. My kid sounds like that. My, my wife's a demon. You know? What I'm say. Spawn <laughs> But yeah, death. no,
1: it, it's crazy because you look at Shadows of Reach and that coming out and how, how much of a resounding success. Like, that's been the biggest thing. Like, let's talk about that a little bit because, like, it, you know, the, there was this whole, like, non-existent chamber of like echo chamber I guess of I like nope. Halo stuff you knew it was yeah. coming you knew the gameplay reveal was coming you knew the game was coming but there still was nothing to really go off on our last thing was the discover hope stuff and then we knew this book was going to be coming before the game release so we get the gameplay reveal and it's like okay okay cool you know despite the reaction but it's like okay we got we're on this trajectory and then the delay happens and then you're like oh this sucks And then the book gets delayed a little bit, and then you're like, that sucks too. And then all this other stuff starts happening. But then the book comes out, and for like a couple days, all is right in the Halo world, and everyone's happy because it's like the content that's in this is freaking awesome. Yeah. By the way, guys, go listen to the Carnage Report.
0: I'm going to say, we're not going to cover anything, any kind of details, because that's what Jondon and Cole are doing on the Carnage Report right right. now. Um, And there, There are two parts in. they got another part or two coming, yet still... Um, it kind of in depth going over that. But, um, yeah, like Josh said, you know, there was not much information. Then Shadows of Reach came out and it's collective, I've seen other opinions, but it's collectively been seen as a really good book. Mm -hmm. And it got people really excited and people were discussing the contents of that book. And then like, I think a day or two into that, there was the Coding's Controversy uh, that we've already talked about. And then after that, Chris Lee left. And it's like, wow, like I feel like I look at my timeline on Twitter and nobody talks about Shadows of Reach.
1: You know, and it's sad, too, because you can't help but feel a bit bad for Troy Denning. Because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure his wallet is is doing very well right now. He's one of the best <laughs> sellers hope. on the list. but And everyone was giving him great feedback and support. And he was there was a lot of interaction I was seeing people were getting to have with him, which is great. Seems like an awesome guy. But it's like, man, your book... Like undeservedly became forgotten about in like 20 yeah. or 48 hours, you know, and it's like yeah. that should have been something that should have been talked about for a long time, at least a week in the very least. And it's like, yeah, everyone got so upset. It, the shader stuff became the bigger issue. And it's like, no, I mean, like Brian said, we're not going to talk about it on the show, but there's so much cool stuff to to pull from for that book. Like we're going to be talking about for a long time, I think, until the game comes out.
0: Yeah, I think you know, like I've said before, the job, the 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 job that the book does is it 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 puts the universe in a position where it kind of takes what happened in Halo Five and it and it extends upon that a little bit and, mm-hmm. and makes the universe sets up a universe that's more exciting. You know, like if let's say the last thing we saw after Halo Five, like. It was just Halo 5's ending with, with Halsey saying it took you long enough, and then yeah. it was immediately Halo Infinite. Like, That's not as good of a transition, um, but now it's like there was also a little bit of content in new in uh, Bad Blood. Um, yeah, well, you mentioned but, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly it's like what Shadows of Reach has done is it has set up the universe going off of what was established in Halo 5, and it's set it up in a really interesting way. Uh, I've seen some people complaining... And they're fair to complain about it, but I've seen some people complaining that, like, Shadows of Reach didn't really reveal anything new. It was just kind of a, an interim. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess that's true. But, like, I feel like one of the biggest problems with 343's tenure of doing Halo is that they've put way too much content in the books to take away from the game. So oh, they're man. doing I'm it I'm so right. glad we're talking
1: right. about this because I was just yeah. going to say this is a great, great thing to talk about is, you know, in the Star Wars franchise, it's always – it's in this new canon at least – The books have always been like supplemental, more like Easter eggs or a little bit of like, like every time one of the new films came out in the new trilogy, they had a series of books that all released under the tagline journey 2 and then the title of the new movie like force awakens. And each one would have some kind of like lore bits in there that would kind of help fill in your theater of the mind as to how this, the state of the galaxy, maybe some things that are going on, nothing that really impacted the movies. You know, so like they weren't required reading, but they were there to sort of enhance that theatrical experience, and like I think it's good, and and I know I mean not everyone agrees with me on that, but I think it's good when something like Shadows of Reach can do that and just be something that's that's enhanced material and not required, because we don't we had so much of that around Halo Five. I feel like that's indisputable. Yeah. You know, and I just it's okay to have that every once in a while, but I think it's better to have these other experiences that don't feel as required because you know what? Like I dude, this is completely different in a sense, but I had a, an old coworker who we were talking about video games one time and he started chatting me up about the gears of war books and told me how freaking good they are. And I was like, well, do they serve to enhance, like, do they enhance the games at all? Do they make it like feel more enjoyable? Cause I was like, even though I've enjoyed the stories, like I always play more for the multiplayer, blah, 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 same thing. And he's like, oh, I haven't even played the games. And I'm like, you haven't played the games, but you've read the books and they're like amazing to you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. These games aren't even required. So if you can have something like that, I mean, that's awesome. I think that should be celebrated more often than not. Yeah.
0: Shadows of Reach does an amazing job of just being, I mean, you could just pick up that book and read it and not even have played the prior Halo games. Like it's just, it's it's, it's a good, like its own little story. And it kind of feels in a way way like a a pseudo sequel to the Fall of Reach
1: um, let me ask you this Brian uh, I mean you know I feel like for us when we look at something like Halo 5 and we didn't you know I, I know I love the multiplayer right away and everything like that but the story we were you know, just speaking purely on story we didn't have a good time right away when it first came out yet now after all this time has passed we look back at the merchandising the promotion some of the experience like the multiplayer the beta and we're nostalgic for that you and I yeah yet now we're in this echo chamber <laughs> Of this game was supposed to come out and it's not. Do you think there's gonna be a point a couple of years from now? I mean, I can't speak necessarily for everyone else, but aside from the show, do you think we're gonna be nostalgic for I guess some aspects of this? Just because uh, Are you
0: talking about of Halo five or waiting for infinite?
1: Waiting for infinite. Because like, oh, like oh, I'm yeah. saying with Halo Five, it's like it's weird to think that like our initial reactions were we didn't enjoy the campaign yet. We feel so nostalgic for that time and we've come yeah. around, so what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think I think this time period is going to be very memorable to everyone because it's such a long time to go without something. Like and I mean like something really easy it's always easy to compare to Star Wars, just the best example, but like when and Josh you're going to know more because you were more on the inside of Star Wars stuff than I was and you still Black are. Me, Brian. Um, when Revenge of the Sith came out, I mean until the Clone Wars cartoon movie, animated movie, mm-hmm. it was pretty much dead silence, right? For the most part.
1: No, there were there was expanded universe stuff. Okay,
0: say. but I mean wasn't it largely seen as like a pretty quiet time for Star Wars prior to the Disney acquisition? I mean, I know Clone Wars was going
1: oh, on. Oh, 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 you're talking about the years in between. I'm I'm so sorry. Revenge I missed, of the I Sith and you.
0: Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, like after Revenge of the Sith came out, yeah, I yeah. mean, it was, it was pretty quiet for the series. It was outside of the show, yeah. I mean, cuz it I was just assumed people. at the time that it was Star Wars Over. as we knew it was done.
0: Yeah, and the, I feel like the general—I'm not talking about like the huge Star Wars nerd, but like the general population was just like, I saw the six films, and there's nothing left to talk about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then, by the time that uh, you know for Disney acquis- the Disney acquisition happened, and, and Force Awakens was being announced, and this whole new trilogy, you know, that generated a lot of excitement and a lot of people who maybe hadn't been um, talking about Star Wars daily. Started to talk about Star Wars Daily again. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure we've mentioned before the Blue Harvest podcast. We love about Star Wars. Love them. Um, didn't they start their podcast because they didn't start their podcast till they they heard of the Disney acquisition,
1: right? It was definitely somewhere around Force Awakens, either coming out or it was
0: before Force Awakens. I know. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I was, gonna, I but it was, it was definitely
1: it was definitely in that time frame of the Force Awakens era. Yeah.
0: So like it's, it's cool kind of I kind of compare us to the it's kind of similar what's happened here because. You know, Josh and I have been fans of Halo for since the beginning more or less and we've been fans of Halo since Halo 5. But it was really like you know little murmurings of infinite and this possibility yeah. of a new game a new game being really awesome that kind of it's kind of reinvigorated the community. Well, the problem is it's reinvigorated the community, but the information's been so sparse and then here we are in launch year. And the game's delayed and we only got to see one trailer. And it's like, I think a lot... I mean, you have your hardcore, hardcore people like us, you know, Late Night Gaming, Haruspis, it could go on forever naming all the YouTubers, Ian from Halo Can You got people like that who are going to be here through all the time because they just live and breathe Halo. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of people that were jumping in on the inside track that are now jumping out because they're like, you know, there's just not anything there for me oh, content. it's delayed?
1: Okay. Uh, let me know when it's getting ready to come back out again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I can think of I can think of, and I hate to say this because I love the guys at Blue Harvest, um, but like I only listen to them when I'm in Star Wars mood, you know, because I'm not as consistently Star Wars heavy like Josh is. So for me, it's like Mandalorian season, I'm listening to Blue Harvest. New Star Wars movie, Blue Harvest. But if it's like you know, it's a freaking April and there's been nothing new from Star Wars in six months, I'm not listening to Blue Harvest. It's the same thing for for us is if people there's no there's no new halo information and it's delayed as far as the eye can see we have no release date people aren't tuned into sacred icon halo people aren't tuned into youtube youtube videos as much other podcasts around halo because it's just why who wants to live in this heightened like excitement for halo when there's nothing to look forward to
1: yeah that's true but it's it's fun at the same time because i think when brian and i were starting this real early on i don't think we talked about this in the 50th episode but real early on, I want to say within the first month, we almost kind of dabbled with the idea of like turning it into a sort of like pulp culture show, if you will, like a general I mean, sort of just like, like, like nerd show, gaming and nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everybody and, and, wants to do that. I yeah, mean, and like, just so. as quickly we were like, no. And even though Star Wars is like my baby, you know, I love getting to do this because it's and that's what's going to make it nostalgic for us. I know is is like it's it's not a challenge because there's like 20 years of us being interested like if you guys think about it you know we've been into this as long as we have you guys have been into it the same amount of time but then Brian and I also have our friendship history and then like all the conversations we've had there and then just everything mixed in a pot and you stir it there's so much to talk about so even though there's like there's this sort of like silence with halo there's just so much there like you talk about everything but the game it's like there's still enough there to really grasp on and discuss, and I mean, it sucks that like it's super negative right now, but there's still a lot of good to be found. And you look at stuff like the promotional material, you look at stuff like Shadows of Reach, and it's it's exciting because you can tell that they were confident about this game, and they were they really were intending to get this out mm-hmm. by Series X. And I mean, I I know you want to, everyone wants to focus so much on the fact that that's not happening. But it's fun to sort of play the what if scenario and just think like, dude, it's so cool to see this trajectory that they were at least planning to be on because that shows a good amount of confidence. I mean, I'm sure you have to do this stuff because you got to promote your game, and Xbox, is, it was you could tell like Brian said on the back of the box of the Series X had Chief on there if I'm not mistaken. So they got to promote that. That's the face there, of. There's Xbox.
0: a confidence. There's an aura of confidence around Infinite. Yeah, that you can detect. Now, I know I'm not talking about like for all of us who are like really on top of everything in the Twitterverse. And we're seeing every little trickle of tweets from every little developer who works at 343 and everything like you might be thinking like, well, they're not saying much. We've we've heard leaks about armor coatings and stuff. They're not saying much. Maybe they're not confident. That's a different type of thing that I'm talking about. I'm talking about from the trailers, the gameplay reveal, the um, the, the marketing, everything just, it, it screams vision. It screams confidence in what they have. Not saying that means that you're going to love what it is, but it seems like they have a very, they know what they were going for and they're stuck on it. And that's really cool. But I think it's really, really important to to consider kind of going off what Josh said, what we could be going through instead. Let me paint this picture for you. Uh, Microsoft says, we gotta have Infinite. It's the it's the only game coming out on Series X. It's the only launch trial. We have to have it. Doesn't matter. Have to have it. So Infinite comes out and maybe they manage to make it. Let's even pay let's even make it a little better than the worst case scenario. It comes out and it looks exactly like the gameplay reveal, which obviously I would be completely okay with, but we know that would upset people. They they had no time to make any improvements, so it looks exactly like the gameplay reveal. And Forge is coming at a later date, and the only multiplayer that's there is 4v4 arena. That's it. So I'm, that's why I'm saying worst case scenario, I said there's no multiplayer. But let's say they weren't crazy enough to do that. They're going to put something in there. So the game comes out, you have an unpolished campaign and 4v4 multiplayer, and they say, you know, we're going to have um, we're going to have uh, new modes by the end of the year. We're going to have we're going to have big team battle coming next year. Forge is coming in March 2021. It's all pieced out, you know. Let even if that campaign is really fun, that story is really good, the multiplayer is really fun. That's not how you bring this series back to relevance. After it's already was on a downhill slope. I in Halo completely 5. agree
1: with you, Brian. 100%. It's just it's not,
0: it's a it's a one leg it's a, like a one leg in the pants, one leg still out kind of kind of way to go about it. And it that there is. They're already on shaky ground with, you know, Halo's confidence as a franchise. It needs to come out prepared and ready. And if we're sitting here, let's say we're having this podcast right now, and we know that we're going to play Infinite in, what, five days? I think it's five days away, about? Um, to the console and, launch, yeah. Yeah, at this, point, at this point, they would have told us what we're going to be getting the day of Infinite's launch. If they told, if So right now, we're sitting here. Pretend this is a different episode, guys, in a different parallel universe, and we're going, okay, Josh... What's your hype here? we get next week we get the game. We know we can play the campaign. And there's gonna be a little four v4 multiplayer, but the rest of stuff's coming later. You know, how you feeling? What's your hype level right now? That's just uh just saying it, mate, it's so watered down. It's just that's not I don't wanna experience it that way. And think about the the people out there who are really into Forge, the people out there who don't even care about campaign and they wanna go from four v four to big team battle to Maybe maybe even a battle royale was announced and, and and if they're like we're gonna we're prepared to launch Halo Infinite battle royale. Yeah, dude. May twenty twenty one. It's like oh man, the battle royale is not even coming to
1: to summer. Yeah, it's like it it in one sense of part of you is like oh that's cool, we're getting it, but then the other part of you's like that uh, far away.
0: Yeah, so it's like there's just even if and that's the thing is you're already you're already setting your your fan base expectations up for failure because. You know, we're talking about hopefully the campaign's good. Hopefully the story's good. Hopefully the multiplayer's fun. Well, if you've already irritated everyone by making the game come out half-baked, well, then when there's just one little issue in the story, it's going to get picked to death. Yeah. Maybe when the multiplayer has one unbalanced thing or unbalanced weapon, it's going to get picked to death because people are already irritated that you didn't give them the full package at once. So I'm really happy that we're in this... You know, obviously in a perfect world, there's no pandemic. They got the whole game done and we're getting the full thing next week. I mean, yeah, that's what we want. But like, I would love to picture, you know, maybe it's it is May 2021 and next week the full Halo Infinite comes out. All the multiplayer, all the forge, all the campaign, it's polished up, it's ready to go. And we're excited for it. And I know, like, that sounds like, man, that's summer 2021. That's a long way away. But, like, once we're there, we're there. You know, it's like, it's coming.
1: <laughs> and like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. We're there. Yeah, guys, man, it's so much fun listening to Brian because he brings up so many good points that I'm going to forget all of them by the time I, I even get done talking about this first one. But, like, you look at someone like Sean from Forge Labs and imagine him. Who has so much history with the Forge community and doing all the stuff he's done with it and not having that at launch? You know, someone like me with multiplayer who loves that and that's my bread and butter of Halo. You know, imagine me seeing all these like live action prom- uh, promotional campaigns, commercials, and all this stuff. And for me, I'm gonna be thinking, like, this is so cool, but I feel like I can't be as excited because this one aspect that's like, My my heart, my home for Halo, isn't gonna be there, and it's just like, like Brian said, like it's not the way to go about sort of relaunching Halo, you know, because that's essentially what's happening, you know, what 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 the what they're going for at least, right? Like you don't want to half ass it; you want a whole ass this experience. Like I think about things like I know I draw a lot of comparisons to Destiny and stuff because it's I mean it's just not fair because it's different, but in terms of this supposed ten year plan they have. Imagine if Destiny 1 came out with, like, all the little, the couple little mini expansions before uh, Taken King, you know, or Sea of Thieves, which for the first year didn't actually have a campaign, it didn't have a story, and then imagine it having shipped with that. Imagine it shipping in those states with that additional stuff, and then having what comes out after being, gets, being the post-launch stuff, right? I don't want Halo to be in a position where the first post-launch stuff is what we've now sort of come to expect of. oh, well, we got to wait for Big Team Battle. We got to wait for Forge and all this other stuff. That stuff should be there from the get-go. I know, and, and Brian will say too. Like, it's got to be hard for three four three to launch all these different facets of Halo because Halo is definitely one of the very few games that has all these different things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be put them in a hard position. It, it yeah, exactly. You put them in a hard position to have those expectations. On top of you know, and this is probably going to segue us a bit, but it, on top of the fact that they're not the studio that had that that, that gave the inception of all this, that created all these, it wasn't
0: you know? it wasn't three ambition. It they're literally 20's. just inheriting
1: this stuff. You know, it's not like like no other studio really gets to do that. I mean, you got the coalition in a sense, but they've managed to 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 do some things. Better, but because they've had less to deal with, and less is more, right? So 3 4 had all this crap to deal with, and it's it's tough. But at the same time, they're just it, you feel bad for them, is what I'm trying to say. You feel bad for them because they're in a predicament. Like you got to have that stuff at launch, but then if you don't, then it kind of sucks and it kind of takes away from the initial hype and excitement. But then I, at the same time, it's hard. It's hard for them. I can't. Ima- I just can't imagine being somebody who's worked on that project
0: for. Since the beginning of like Infinite's inception, because you you know back back in 2019 at E3, that's when Bonnie Ross I, I've quoted this before. She said something along the lines of like E3 2020 is going to be a big year for Halo. Like that's our year. It's not this year. Next this year's going to be off. It. And I remember even like I can't remember what it was, but like when it hit like January 1st of this year, I remember Jeff Easterling had a tweet like. Like, something about, like, this is the year of infinite. This is where the fun begins. You know? And it's (laughs) like, little did he know that we were about to face this pandemic Pandemic, no one's ever experienced. That was going to change everyone's lives. And then E3 was going to be canceled. And, you know, just all this stuff happened. And it's like, this is not the way they wanted to show their game off. And then, you know, when they managed to show their game off, it was largely negative reception. And I just can't imagine... Going back to the studio and and doing and wanting to work hard and work excited. Well, actually, not back to the studio. Back to their house because yeah. of COVID. Oh my god! And, and to just you know to go back to your studio in your house and to say, okay, I'm going to put myself to the grind here to get more infinite done. After I just we just release it to the public and people are unhappy. You know, and people never people never share their unhappiness online in the way they should. You know, because I, I very much think. I very much think we we should express 2343 three, that we thought it if, it... if we didn't think it looked very good graphically, I think we should express that. Um, but, you know, I always try to look at it like, how would I say it to my parents? You know what I mean? Like, if my parents, if my parents uh, you know, went to McDonald's and they brought me back, like, a fish sandwich, you know,
1: I don't like fish, really. But... It's dude like got that McRib baby shout out to Brian yeah, McRib. All, right Ooh. here who introduced Ooh. me to the McRib for the
0: remember
1: when we oh. got the McRib oh I, I'll never forget when we got the McRib <laughs> I, I want to eat 12 McRib <laughs> we literally like <laughs> it was when he was still at his parents house and I remember we were like this is this is like 3 in the morning or something and we eat those upstairs in the, in the kitchen in the dark <laughs> Just talking, mm, it's so a, it, but it's awesome memories. But, uh, but
0: yeah, it's just like it's just like if, if you know if your parents show up, they 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 get you food. You say you're hungry. They get you food. They get you fries and a fish sandwich and a, and a large coke. It's like you know, you get a couple different options here. You know, they they did something nice for you. You were hungry. I can either stomach the fish sandwich if you if you can stomach the fish sandwich and just eat it, and then enjoy the fries and the drink. Right. Or I could say, you know, oh, thank you so much. I you know. I don't really eat fish, but because I, I just don't like it. But like, is it okay if I just eat the fries and have a drink? I'm sorry, you know. That's kind of how you want to do. You you want to tell them like you know I don't know why you know, but you don't want to go. Why the hell did you give me a fish sandwich? You good for nothing.
1: Gee, <laughs> it literally You're boils gonna buy down. Me food,
0: buy me the right thing.
1: To being tactful.
0: Yeah, like just be respect. Like yeah, and I I know there's a little bit of difference in the fact that like three four three is a company offering a product and like you don't have to buy it. So like. If they don't give me what I want, I'm not going to buy it. But it's like, ah, eh, like how fair are we being? Like there's, there's levels where there is a line where we won't buy something. Yeah. But but that's not it. That's not the line where you you don't you don't die on the hill of, I
1: wish this, assault rifle was a little shinier. <laughs> yeah. I won't buy the game now. Yes, yeah. you will. Yeah, and that's another thing too is like. You look at the developers themselves, like you were talking about Jeff Easterling, you know, and, and you know having that tweet at the beginning of the year and stuff like that, and it's like, you know, these guys were excited to show this game off, and you know they were excited to get this game in our hands. I don't know what it's like to work on a video game, but when you're working on that shit for as long as they ha- probably have been, and all the crunch, all the time away from their family and loved ones, and just whatever else they might have been going through, there's a part of you that not only wants to get the game in the hands of people to enjoy it, but you also just want to like get done and finish the project and now they're in that sustained crunch and i mean we kind of we talk about it off the air a lot guys uh if we don't convey it enough on the show but like i think the biggest takeaway for us with all this stuff is like we just feel bad for those people you know because you don't know what they're going through they're not like you were just talking about you know some of the stuff like you know that doesn't get always that doesn't always get posted on twitter and stuff like that but like They're not going to post about that and they're not going to say, hey, this stuff makes me feel bad or this makes me feel crap. Yeah, I
0: mean, you can't really do that. Like, I mean, if you have a bunch of employees at your company on Twitter saying like, oh, man, I'm depressed working at 343 or, you know, I'm I'm upset at what's going on at my job. Like, that's bad PR. Like, they don't. If if you're gonna be like that, they're just gonna get they're gonna replace you with yep. somebody who can who can keep their mouth shut. Which sounds really um,
1: bad, but at the same time, it's like yeah, they can't afford but you kinda, that.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's just I mean, having something having something cooking in the oven for so long, uh, it, it would wear on you. Not just like let's say all the development was smooth. Let's say it was smooth sound from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Still going year after year after year working on a project that's not finished that's not done that's not there for people to experience to see it feels like you know you've let you haven't you have unfinished business is what it is it's like unfinished business you think of um it's like almost like you know when there's are like ghost stories and stuff of like people people that are dead and they they haven't left earth because they have unfinished business you know it's like you can't it's almost like this nagging feeling that it's not done yet, and it's like I can't imagine coming to to work at three four three in twenty sixteen to work on Infinite, and then to wake up at the end of twenty twenty to go to work and work on Infinite. I mean, it's like Oof. holy crap, we're still working on that game, <laughs> and no one's seen almost anything. And that's the thing is, you know, you, you hear all this like complaining and stuff from from fans, and it's like, well, you don't know that. Blah blah blah. Like for all like, like right now, Jeff or Jeff or Unishek or whoever, they could be like, Well, wait till you get to that one part where we have you like free falling from that's sp- what I'm excited for. Yeah. For Which we have you get to that one part where you're like free falling from space and you're punching you're punching uh Eshram in the face and first person gameplay while you're falling like just something crazy. Rambo Lasky cool.
1: showing up. Man. Yeah, yeah. Mm, shout Rambo out to KO Koala. Like, Anthony.
0: This stuff the <laughs> stuff that you uh you don't know there, but it's there. Or, like, maybe the multiplayer, they've got some really cool stuff cooking up. Like, Man, I bet we're gonna they have, do. You're going to have a blast doing this, and you don't even know about it yet. Like, I remember you brought up Kyo Koala. Well, I remember Anthony from, from Kyo Koala Entertainment saying, like, we've already been talking about how you can maybe, like... Grapple someone's banshee if it gets too close to the ground and hijack it. Like that sounds badass. If that worked mm-hmm. out in the game, like that could be really cool. Yeah, so, you know what's funny, got all Brian? This we cool
1: stuff they can't talk about. Yeah, we talk so much about how they must feel and how much how crappy it must feel. But what if what if it's on the complete flip side and they're looking at all those people who are being super negative and they're thinking of all the cool shit they have yet to show off and they're thinking, "You stupid little noob, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. you know?
0: <laughs> you got no idea." I don't know. I think it's one of those things where we live in a world where. Even the best thing is gonna be picked apart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't matter how good it is. It could it could objectively be the best Halo ever. And it's still just not gonna cut it. You know? But yeah, you're
1: you just can't please everybody. You know, with anything. And I I don't know. I mean, it sucks in one sense because when this game comes out, you know, no matter what state it's in, like even if it's in like the most perfect launch state with everything in there, that people are going to find stuff they don't like about it. Or yeah. some texture, you know, not loading, or this strand of grass, or... You know,
0: what's something I would love to bring up I haven't been able ahead. to bring up yet is, uh, you know, okay, so for any of you that watch the gameplay trailer, which I would imagine is every single person listening. there's like, nope!
1: Let yeah, me like, oh, I episode, just listen. I don't like Halo, up, I'm just a fan of Josh. I'm going to go up to YouTube and check me out uh, some of that gameplay trailer. Hey, man, brother, look at that Craig! Jeez, there it is, guys. I want a brute to sound like that so bad. Just this. Oh, hillbilly. there's like a brute with like a cowboy. This hillbilly hat. brute with a cowboy hat and overalls, but he's like I, butt booty naked underneath. He's I just think got the no, bootyos. They just they just literally have the same voice actor who did Dizzy from Gears. <laughs> do a brute.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Back like a buckrack. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: Where we What go? was I saying, Josh? You ah, made me lose my shit. I thought threw you there. off, man. I'm sorry. yeah
0: yeah, Absolutely. no, it's okay. I'm trying to think of what what we were talking about before. Ryan you has
1: the better things to say. I have broody. That's the, my the contribution.
0: Daisy, <laughs> the dizzy, the
1: butt crack. Uh, no, but okay. I'll say I'll just say this again in case it jokes your memory. But what I was what I was going with that is that you know I I look at you know people. No matter how this game releases, there's going to be people out there who don't like something about it. They're going to find something to nitpick, and it sucks, you know. But at the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, it might be really cool to get to the point. When we see all these cool moments, these bombastic moments, as Brian would say, and think, wow, this was actually worth the wait. And whatever they had to fix, man, like it's so cool to get what we got. Because yeah. like, to, to, to wait, to to have endured the wait and have that be over. Because to get to this moment where this is happening or that's happening, wow. I mean.
0: You know, I, I, that didn't jog my memory, but I kind of thought of something I kind of like better. Which is, it's kind of crazy how in the midst of a... A pandemic, an election year, you know the the things going on in the summertime with rioting and whatnot. That we had, we all had the the energy to to go on Twitter and, and complain and, and whine and, and throw fits over Halo. Like, like on one hand, I get it. Like, just because the world has more important issues doesn't mean you can't go on Twitter to type out a tweet. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be all or nothing here, but it's like. It's like, man, you know, in, in this year, like, Halo Infinite being delayed, like, damn, is that the least of our worries? Not to mention, I mean, I would wager most of you are like me and Josh, where you're going to have plenty to do this fall. You're going to, I mean, I, me alone right now, I have, uh, I'm going to play, I'm playing Spider-Man, I'm going to be playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls Remake. Cyberpunk 2077, if it comes out this year or next year or the year after.
1: <laughs> you guys, um, I, I requested my vacation time off two days before that got delayed. <laughs> it sucks. Fail. Um,
0: Gears Tactics, which Josh and I are both excited to be playing. Very um, excited to be playing. We're going to be replaying probably one of the Halo, Halo 2 or one of the Halos for the Playcast. We want to play Gears 5 together. We got no shortage of games this year. Um, we got like the, the Mandalorian season on Disney Plus right now. I mean, there's just so much, and content-wise there's so much, and there's also so many, so much bigger things to worry about that, like, it's understandable that it's everything but the game right now. I guess that's kind of yeah. the short of my Well, point, I, I think that way too.
1: I think sometimes the biggest issue I... I the, the biggest problem I actually have over anything is the fans, regardless if they're positive or negative. Like, this goes for both, but, like, the ones who kind of put all their eggs in a basket with halo where it's like Halo's their biggest like interest, which there's nothing wrong with that on paper, but for some people it gets to be so all or nothing that, you know, they're just like ripping apart everything. Even, even if, even if they're doing it in a constructive way, it's like, they're still sort of like, I, I guess, I mean, maybe we're guilty of that in a sense, but you kind of run this, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say,
0: to Josh. I was like, you bring up something else. It's like, how how do you properly share um, kind words with the studio making Halo without looking like a shill? You know what I mean? Because like, if I if we com- if we comment on if we go to Halo's official page and we comment, and we're like, "Hey guys, keep up the hard work on Infinite. Love the gameplay. Super excited!" Like that just looks like you're being a shill. But like, what if that's true? You know?
1: <laughs> well, I what I'm trying to say is, I know there's I know not everyone's like me. And I know I'm not like everyone else. Everyone experiences this stuff differently. When Revenge of the Sith was done for me, like when that came out and it seemed like Star Wars was done outside, like in terms of just theatrical material, the main source of its material, if you will. Uh, I, I had so many other things I was interested in. I kind of like started to experience new stuff. Star Wars was still there, but I got into this other stuff. You know, and, and, and Star Wars was again there and, and waiting for me to come back to it at any point in time. Well, with Halo it's like for some it's you know, this is the main source of of their entertainment and what they get out of it. And that's awesome. But then it's like the negative aspect of it is when we're in a situation like we're in now, then it's like when these little bits of news come out they just get really dissected, and I think even it's just it's hard. It's a hard thing to dance around because sometimes, like sometimes, guys like I don't know if you remember earlier in the year when when Battle Royale was being talked about so much. I think I can't remember who it was, but one of the popular streamers was like kind of brought it up and stuff like that, and it was very topical. And that doesn't excite Brian and I at all. And and you know it's 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 something that we know would be fun, and I would actually enjoy playing it, but it doesn't really excite us. And it's one of those things like. You don't necessarily, like, for us, we don't necessarily care to talk about, but you just talk about because, you know, it's, it's relevant, it's topical, and it does stimulate you, but like, sometimes there's a bit of, it, it's like, it's I think Brian coined the phrase, but it's like, positive toxicity sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just no, like...
0: well, I, I, I definitely, people on Twitter have mentioned it before me, but... Oh, yeah.
1: well, that's... Don't don't listen to those people, Brian, because you do a great job with that stuff. Brian always does a great job, and be sure to let him know at the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter or at his personal page, Brian's page. Mm, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, Josh. Yeah, go ahead, man.
0: Well, be I careful. was going to say uh, to segue us into like a kind of a final section for this topic, and I'll let you finish if I totally cut you off. Then. No, I'll I'll finish but, this like, real quick. I'll finish yeah, go this ahead. Real quick. Go ahead first.
1: I was just going to say, in summary, I I just think it's this is a good time to just try to enjoy other things you know and and i'm not saying like go leave halo go away from halo i'm just saying like for the people that really have had a hard time with this aspect this year and are just seeing nothing but bad news and it's getting them down like try to go enjoy some of the other things that you really love because halo's still going to be there but you know we're just not going to hear anything just yet i mean you know as far as we can tell and it's okay to go enjoy those other things halo's going to be here when you get back and it's going to be waiting for you and it's going to be awesome you know So it's, it's just, I mean, like for me sometimes, like, you know, when it comes to like the shader stuff, I, I looked into a little bit of that and I saw the feedback, but I just kind of walked away from it just as quickly as I like looked in to see what the, all the discussion was about because I just, for me, it was like, okay, I have so many other things I'm interested in. I do not want to waste my own personal time getting too emotionally vested in this aspect of Halo. Like there's so many other aspects of Halo I love and care about that I should be putting my emotional investment into, not that it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, I feel like you know I, I never want to seem like um, I figured something out that other people haven't. A revelation, Brian. I just feel like yeah, I mean I just feel like being older, I just don't care about this stuff. I don't want to say I don't care because like for instance, let's say let's say three four three comes out and says, you know. I'm going to pick something horrible. Let's say the campaign is going to be, half the campaign will be there at launch, and you'll have to pay $5 for the next increments oh, of the campaign. This is bad booty. Yeah, something Max. horrible. If something like that happened, we're going to talk about we're going to scrutinize it, we're going to say this is wrong, this is not right, this is not acceptable, blah, 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 blah. But even with something that horrible, I just, at the age of 28, which I know I'm not a freaking sage, I know it's not like I'm not old, but like at the age of 28, I'm just like, That is such a trivial. Like, there's other things I can think about. Like, if if Halo Infinite's getting some horrible microtransactions that I can't stand, I'm gonna voice my opinion. I'm gonna do what I can to say this is wrong. But other than that, I'm not gonna lose sleep over. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'll play another game. I'll just watch a movie. Like, I'll just go about my life. I just I remember being so hung up on this stuff when I was younger, where it was just like, oh man. Like, I remember telling Josh, I'm like, man, if MCC. If it doesn't all play off the disc without, now. If MCC doesn't play off the disc without any patches, I'm gonna freaking lose it. Like that game needs to be preserved on the disc, fully playable. And it's like, man, if you could only tell Brian now, back in 2014, like Brian. If you could
1: only tell, tell tell me. Oh, beautiful. That was different, but I liked it.
0: I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But if you could tell Brian in 2014, like yo. The game is going to be so different and so patched, and so much is going to be added to it that there's virtually nothing in the game right now that's still on that disc. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, like, and there's still they didn't reprint this. It's not like I can go to Walmart right now and buy a disc that has Reach and ODST and the new UI and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, like, no, it's a digital product now. You you can have your disc on the shelf to feel good about yourself, but it really it's just a token. Really, it's, it's a certificate that says this entitles you to one Halo MCC license, and that stuff. You should just oh, it's bother me to no end and. You know, I'm just past that now, so it's just like, you know, let's just roll... It's kind of just roll with the punches here, you know?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing on my end. Like, I, I look at this whole... Everything but the game era that we're in with Halo, and it's like, you know what? I know that sucks. I know it's like a hole in the wall, yeah, like inter- like literally speaking. Like, you know, it's you can't not see it. You can't not notice it. You can't not feel it. But at the same time, it's like, man, we got Shadows of Reach, which was awesome. Like, can't yeah. we just look at the positives? We got all this, yeah. like, we got you know, the, the, these cups, this new, this new apparel, finally, we got all these new different things that have come out, and yeah, it's not really what we want from Halo, we want another game, but man, this is still cool, and when you see the sort of infinite merchandise that has come out in the ad campaigns, I tell you guys, that reminds me an awful lot of my Halo 5 and Halo 3 days, and I say that because that's when I was really at the height of my Halo fandom, you know, and it makes me feel like it makes me feel validated and thinking, wow, at 32 years of age, I, they can still take me there. Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. That makes me excited. That makes me feel confident. And, you know, it does suck not having the game now, but i got so much other aspects of Halo to enjoy. And a big part of that is doing the podcast with Brian, is interacting with you guys on the Twitter, in the Discord, and all that stuff. It's like, that's fun in of itself. And it's like, we're, we're going to be all right. You know, I was gonna I mean, say,
0: dude, they're one of the most rewarding Halo things in my life. Was like me and Josh started doing this podcast, and we were just doing the podcast based off our own topics. You know, Halo Two, uh, document, you know, Halo Five documentary, the Sprint. It's all these different things, and we're just, and then finally we're approaching that July event where we see the gameplay the, for the first time. And it's something like I never experienced because, yeah, as as a content creator, as somebody who had been talking about Halo when there was nothing new to talk about, getting to that July event. It was like, because here's the thing, it's like, on that July event day, everybody who gave a damn about Halo was there and excited.
1: It was amazing.
0: And and like, to be, I felt so like, I felt so lucky, I felt so privileged to be someone who was there long before it was relevant to be there. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Josh and I were just like, slowly driving down a road and, and, and we finally hit our destination, which was, was, was the infinite reveal. And it was just like... Oh yeah, like now we can capitalize on this. We can be here for the hype. So like, you know, being a Halo content creator, it's like, it's kind of it's kind of hard in some ways because it's like it's a roller coaster ride where like we're we're just kind of on straight ground, and then we had this big up and downhill with the reveal, and now we're on this straight road again. You know, like there's not much to talk about. People are talking about other things or you know whatever, but we're just gonna stay on that straight straight road for a while, and then when something big comes out again. And ever, all the we see all the influx of Halo interest again. We're already here for it, and it's like I don't. know, I just feel privileged to be me too. Like no, a I part really of it that. when it's not the hype because everyone's there for the hype. It's just like honestly, you know, to play to play against myself. It's like me and it's me and Star Wars. I don't think about Star Wars most of the year. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. When it's of not
1: relevant and topical year. When it's
0: not relevant, I don't think about it much. But when that Mando season comes out, when that uh, Clone Wars final season drops, when that new movie comes out. I'm there, you know. Jedi Fallen Order came out. I got that game. I was playing. I was talking about it. Like, I am there for those moments because it's exciting. But then when those moments pass by, I kind of fade in the background. Move I don't on. Talk about it. you got people like Josh who still, still talk about it. But I'm just kind of there. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I pretty mean, cool. I you know, go ahead, Josh.
1: No, I was gonna say like I mean that's the cool thing too. Brian makes such a great point, and you know, I so there's so much good that's that's come out of just getting to know you guys in the community not having a relevant Halo game. Like, I mean, uh, if, if that game was out, don't get me wrong, we'd all be playing it together. Like, we can't deny that. We're not going to deny that. You, you know, know what and I it mean, sucks that we Chief can't. He's
0: like, when I get back, we'll look together. <laughs> we'll play yeah. Infinite together. I
1: mean, it, it you know, it goes without saying that'd be a thing, but at the same time, like, I feel like we've gotten to know you guys and you guys have gotten to know us on a much better level too, just in terms of the transparency talking about some of these things and how we've all learned. Like, I've learned a lot about some of you guys and gals through how you've felt and reacted to some of these situations and vice versa, right? And it's just fun in in general getting to know about you guys, and it's going to make when we get to the new era of Halo all that much more sweeter because of having this stuff before that kicks in. Because you know, like Brian said, When the gameplay reveal was happening, it's like everyone was in attendance. Everyone showed up to the game to see it, you know, and that was amazing. It was a euphoria unlike any other. And when you guys go back and listen to our, you know, live reactions and stuff like that, whether it's on YouTube or on the pod, like that was so genuine. And it was amazing. And I I think all the stuff I always think about Brian do that. Okay. 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 That looked good. Okay. 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 Yeah, you know I'll be thinking about that at work sometimes it's just start laughing and thinking how giddy we were in that moment and it's so much fun but it's gonna make it's gonna make getting to that launch all the more sweeter like I guess my my, my kind of closing thoughts unless you got more to say on it is this I love I, I always want to see the good and the bad and I know this year just sucks but I've gotten to know a lot of you guys Brian has gotten to know a lot of you guys that we didn't really know before this year man and
0: having this podcast for the for mental peace of mind through this year has
1: <laughs> yeah, been amazing. It's, it's been a it's been a good a good time for therapy and i mean you know what it prepares us let's say halo infinite isn't as good as we hope and we're gonna be right here we're gonna be working through it if but if it's amazing like we think it's gonna be then it's gonna be amazing to have had this whole experience and see it pay off with the release of that game and what that does for all of us moving forward I, i'm still i'm just still happy you know like i I I always come back to this, but I think about all my high school days and my big era of Halo. And I just thought was it. it was going to friends houses every weekend. It was like talking to people on the phone and sort of trying to schedule who's bringing what and making sure everything is accounted for. So you can have this amazing weekend because it's a moment in time. It's not every day of your life. It's a moment in time and you try to savor it and make the best of it, you know, and that was Halo for me. Well, then, everyone moved on, and there's Call of Duty fans, Gears of War, there's all these different franchises that started taking off and started pulling people away, including myself, and I just thought it was done, and then I get to get back in touch with Brian, and I get to get back in touch with my cousin Justin, who's been on the show, and all these other people, and we all start coming around, Master Chief Collection is just what really brought so many people like myself back into the fold, and... And that was all in. in it was all in a, a long con to sort of get us into the next era with Halo Five. And I just didn't. I didn't know someone like me could be that excited again. I didn't know I was really gonna make new friends that I would want to play Halo with because I thought everyone else. I thought that was done because everything else in my life had pretty much shown just in terms of seeing how people around me grow up and and how people before me, I mean the older generations, grow up and stuff you know you you move on you grow beyond some of that stuff from your youth and it's there and that's what makes you nostalgic but you grow past it but it's it's nice to see as we've gotten older like they want to keep this stuff relevant and find a way to take it forward and it's like i i'm just at a point where it's like yeah it sucks the delay's not coming out but it's like i actually made a lot of friends and out of this and i have i can see what they're trying to do out of what's come out so far and that makes me still look forward to the game coming out because I, I, I get, I'm already like, I'm just excited. I'm excited for that experience. It's not here yet, but I, I, I thrive off of having things to look forward to in general. You know, even if it's a day off work, I thrive off that. So the thought of being able to have this game come out and know I'm going to get to play it with a bunch of people, not just Brian, as awesome as Brian is, not just with my cousin Justin, as cool as Justin is, and, and so on. It's great to know I get to play with you guys and, and get to experience that with you guys. And I'm going to create this whole new era. And maybe we'll go to an Outpost Discover and we all meet up. Like, who's to know what's ahead, you know? And it sucks we're not there yet. Like we were hoping to be, but like, man, isn't it great to have think, it look, to look forward to?
0: I think it's so. Uh, we keep saying like, you know, final statement, last statement, but like, I'm really. I, this is kind of my final statement. But we'll see if I take it takes. i, I,
1: else, I, I like, you're saying what I wanted. This is it's, you say you're it's good. really,
0: uh, it's really important to important. And it's really important. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no, it's really important to
1: realize realize these nuts when, Brian.
0: Oh man!
1: Sorry, man. <laughs> Earlier, I'm sorry, baby, I thought I'm sorry, baby. I had to get that one in there. Go ahead.
0: Earlier, I thought you were gonna say it, and you didn't. Oh, there was several times maybe, I thought about it, and I was like, "Is this the time?" Oh man, he's over there. Just and he's I got his three fingers. Guts. Ugh. You suck, man. <laughs> so juvenile. Um, but no, I think it's important that we rem- we realize we're in a moment before we let it pass us by, like. Um, it's it's like that, I know we've mentioned it before, but it's like that Andy quote from The Office that everybody loves. The one where he's like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, because I know it's like everybody knows this quote. It's like, oh, it gets brought up all the time. It's like, I, I, he says, I wish, I wish I knew I was in the good times when they were happening. Yeah, you know, it's I wish, something it, like that. I wish, yeah, you, I wish
1: there was a way to know you were in, in the good times before you left you leave them or something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, when MCC was coming out, And Josh and I were having such a fun time, like anticipating that game, getting ready for it, you know, ready to experience like this renaissance of Halo. To me, like for to us, we were like we want to experience what it was like back in Halo Two and Three days. Maybe MCC can be that. Well, now that we're in twenty twenty, I look back at MCC and I'm like, MCC was its own set of memories. It wasn't like it wasn't Two and Three, but it was its own original memories. And it's like same thing for Halo Five. And now it's like with this, like this period we're all in now waiting for Halo Infinite. Like, I know we're just like, let's just get to the point where we're playing the game. But like when we're playing that game and like we've beat the campaign several times, we've put hundreds of hours in the multiplayer and that game is super familiar to us, we're going to go man remember all that time we were waiting for infinite felt like an eternity man and we like say, that was really good times we
1: put that stuff outwardly a lot but it, we we say this stuff just just as much for us too you know and it's like, it's like a realization yeah it is and it's therapy as we think through it because like you said dude perfectly i i think master chief the the master chief collection era was like okay let's get the band back together you know, yeah. people are excited to play people who didn't think they'd be able to play Halo Two online again and all this stuff, or Halo One for the first time online. That's not on PC, could now do so, and then it got it took you into the next era, of Halo Five, and then now this stuff, and it's like, man, it's just cool. I mean, it's just a, it's still a fun time to be a Halo fan. It's not like, it's a gut punch, you know. It's a, it's like a, we got the wind knocked out of us, but at the same time, you still want like if it's a game of football and the the football just hits you in there, knocks the wind out of you. You still, you still want to get up and play. You still want to keep playing, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen next. And, I mean, that's cool. I think it's neat.
0: Yep. I think that's a good place to kind of end that conversation, Josh. Uh, yeah, guys, it's, it's everything but the game, but there's reasons for it, and we we still love Halo. And we're
1: it's everything but, in, but the game. We're taking together. in
0: what we got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're taking in what we have, and we're enjoying it. And, you know, when, when it comes time to actually play that game, it's just going to be... All the more exciting that it a, was re-
1: it's more ready to release. Just a good time to be to take Scott. Take take Scott. Take take him away. <laughs> take take Scott. What, Scott, get the hell out of here, Scott. <laughs> take stock. Somebody listens to this
0: podcast named Scott. They're like, whoa. Hey.
1: It's, it's <laughs> a good time to take stock, like Brian said, pretty much. And just appreciate what we have right now. And then, you know, let that kind of fuel us going forward.
0: Yeah, Josh, we have a, 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 a fan and a friend of ours wrote us something. you have that?
1: Prepared. Oh, I do, man. And so,
0: well, let me, let me start ahead. off. Go ahead. Set us yeah, up with this, I'll, Brian. I'll tell em what happened here. So, as you guys may have saw or heard through Twitter or on the Internet, just different places, um, the uh, Circle K's in Canada had these limited edition Halo Infinite cups, and you can only get them in Canada. Well, we have uh, a friend. Kilimanjaro! Clemenjadol! There you go, I was waiting for uh, Brian uh, to sing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. A fan and friend who decided, who lived in Canada, who lives in Canada, and decided, I'm going to make sure Brian and Josh get those set of cups. So he sent us both the full sets of those Halo Infinite cups. I, I made a post on uh, Twitter, you guys can go back and look at. But uh, really cool cups. You know, one of them has Esherim on it, and one has Chief and the Pilot. The other two just have chief in different positions. He's just but posing. Really, He's like,
1: I'm looking cool.
0: Yeah, really I look cool, cool cups. I'm so work. thankful for that. Here's the crazy thing. He sent us each of these cups separately to our different addresses, and there was a, a paper included that had a message on it. And both Josh and I, in our stupid childish glee, took the cups out and threw
1: the package away with the note. I know um, we are so, so sorry man so we,
0: so we were so bad because
1: he wrote us a note and we just like oh cups halo cups had we, yeah how did we realized <laughs> that would have been in there I, I mean that was like I love handwritten notes and stuff like that that would have taken priority but yeah we so just it.
0: Josh ended up talking to him and uh, he ended up forwarding us the note that we threw away anyway so go ahead Josh and, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. We're done. Uh, man you're gonna love this Brian hasn't I, I've read this but Brian hasn't yet so he said Josh and Brian yo guys hope you enjoy these cups Think of this as a nice 50th episode gift to both of you. Much love and appreciation to both of you. As I always say all the time, y'all are my favorite faces of Halo, and I'm so happy to have found both of you in our community. I can truly say that both of you have changed my opinion itself on judging most media at a fundamental level. Oh, Even though I joined just 12 to 13 episodes ago, I felt like I've been here for years. I know that part of this is because time itself has changed these days, where the days have felt both like uh, both felt like forever and at the same time months seem to be moving and flying by but I can definitely also say that everyone in the community and you guys have both made me feel so welcome in such a short amount of time not only that but our community is just one of such positivity objectivity and acceptance of each other in our opinions all of these things are definitely something that is a rarity more and more these days so I really cannot thank you both enough for just trying something and just following through with it because the payoff to me seems immense and deserved to the fullest extent. I appreciate being on the Discord, being able to come here and talk about anything in the world, or listen to a podcast or even watch the GOAT Playcasts video uh, or a YouTube video. There are truly so many ways to be involved in the community. My personal favorite, as you know, is Twitter because the memes can truly just fly. I know I dropped a message for both of you on the 50th episode, but I just had to drop some more words for you both because... Uh, I know how much you both love hearing from people in the community. We do. Boy, do we. Hope, you, hope that you guys can have many varieties of drinks in these. And, I fully, and I'm fully and i fully going to guess that one of you will be choking. Halo <laughs> chili out of there, brother. Oh, Cheers man. and keep it sacred. Kilimanjaro. Dude, Kill- I love
0: Kilimanjaro so much. That dude's brought me so much happiness and joy. I, I mean it when I say he's one of the people in our community that I just love. But I know I'd say that about a lot of people. It's not just him. But I really do. He just just seeing that dude's face makes me I I start.
1: He's got a such smile. a very handsome, kind face, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's just been so nice, and he he said that he feels like he's been around forever. But it, that's kind of how I feel. Like I don't remember Sacred Icon Halo without Kilimanjaro popping up there in the Discord Man, and true. and being an awesome dude. Um, and I love that he loves our uh, playcast because it's probably one of the most unsuccessful things we've done. <laughs> He's one of thirty-five a, viewers who yeah. all don't finish the videos, so um, that would that's great. We're gonna do Halo Two playcast just for you, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. we love these cups. I feel like we need to. Let, Josh, what we should do? We need to like next time, whenever we're together in person, we need to fill up one of these cups, or we we'll each get each take one of these cups he gave us, these Halo cups, fill it with Hormel chili, and like <laughs> and drink it. I just drink it. And take yeah, it on video. buddy. The... But not
1: got Brian's got his set up uh, downstairs. He's upstairs right now recording. I, I've got mine, guys, actually splayed out right in front of me.
0: Yeah, Josh uh, looks like a marketing campaign right now.
1: <laughs> but it really adds to the experience, and I, I can't wait to to just start drinking out of them you know, like that. But
0: I have Go to ahead. say my favorite compliment of all the compliments we've received, a couple different people, two or three different people at least have said this, my favorite compliment is people talking about how they're able to like view and judge media differently from listening to us. And the reason that means so much to me is because I know how much my life has improved from changing my perspective of how I view media and such. Because like, obviously there's no point in like lying to yourself and saying you love something that you truly have issues with. Like there's no point in doing that. And like, if you don't like something, just it's okay to not like it. Like you shouldn't like it. But so many things in my life that I thought I didn't like, I really just had different expectations for what they'd be, and I was disappointed in some way, and I let that I let that ruin my fun, because, you know, it's kind of like, I've just been talking to Josh a lot about Star Wars recently, and it's like, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, script and CGI and acting issues with the prequels. I think there's a lot of Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, which is a terrible thing. Um, <laughs> well. I think... I think the sequel trilogy was poorly planned out, and there's like weird moments in Last Jedi and the pacing of Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I could pick Star Wars t- to pieces. Um, pick
1: Star Wars to pieces. This is Ryan's pick me last season.
0: Turn that frown around.
1: Wow, I like how it went for something you would normally listen to, and you went for something I would normally listen to. Yeah, right. We're no, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if something I listen to it'd be like "Gobliora." This is like the damn uh, Dark Souls three music.
0: Yeah, uh, but no, it's just like. But the, the truth of the matter is, pretty much everything that's come out from Star Wars, I've enjoyed it at at a base level. I've enjoyed all the movies, I've enjoyed the shows, the games at a base level, and just coming to that like mentality of like, hey, let's look at the positives. Let's look at the things in this that brought me joy. It ends up making almost everything. In my life, worth worth it. You know, Halo Five is fun to play because it's got so much awesome in it. You know, if I just if I quit obsessing about the the things I didn't like about it, it's just there's so much to enjoy. And what ends up happening is I just I'm just a happier person because I just enjoy things more. I mean, there's some things that I'm never gonna enjoy, like the Last Airbender, the uh, the, the Avatar movie, movie. yeah, Brian, the movie, like that movie. yeah, the, the like live that. action Last you know Last Airbender, you know, it's just horrible. You know, I just nothing redeeming about it. Uh, for me, Um, which is fine. Like, that's okay. But like something like Halo 5, when I play Halo 5, I'm like, this game looks amazing. It's got really cool moments. The multiplayer's fun. The campaign's awesome to play. But that story, it just got me so down. But it's like, once I just, you know, I accept, hey, this is what it is. You know, and whenever we tell ourselves, we're like, oh, what should have happened is... You know, uh, Snoke should have been Darth Plagueis. That'd be so cool. Or they shouldn't have brought Palp... If we wanted only, that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If only Ray hadn't have done this. If only Master Chief hadn't... If only they hadn't have brought Cortana back from the dead. Like, we like to rewrite everything. But the fact of the matter is, that's not how it happened. It didn't happen that way. We could always think of a better way for it to happen, but it, it didn't. So, like, let's take it at what it is. Let's see if there's anything good in it. If there's anything good in it, let's lean into that because... Yep that feels good
1: you know yeah that really comes down to expectations i always think about my mass effect experience but the first mass effect and how yeah. i built up a lot of it in my head based upon some early previews of that game and so much changed in the full release and it wasn't quite what i initially thought it was going to be and so i i was i was playing through it i played through it thinking about what it could have been what i thought it was going to be what i wished it would have been Rather than what it was. And when I got older and was able to go back and replay through that, you know, I got to take it for what it was. And, and through that, I was able to find things that I really, really liked. And, you know, and, and then I think of something like Mass Effect 2, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And I think, wow, had we not gotten what we got in Mass Effect 1, I wouldn't have even gotten this experience. You know, I mean, there's so many good things to find in the bad. When it comes yeah. to even things in general, but but also with, with Halo. And it's just the older, I guess, Brian and I get, the easier it is to focus on the good. Because the, the it's so obvious, it's so easy to see the bad that it seems like an effort to find the good. And I just think we're at a point where it feels worth that effort. But to you, uh, Kilimanjaro... Thank you so much, dude. Holy cow. I mean, guys, like Brian said, he sent these cups out to both of us individually. We have each of the four cups, both of us. And it's just it's just so cool to have because we never would have been able. We would have had to go on eBay and try to, to pay out of our butts yeah. for that kind of thing. And also just for the support for the Playcast. I mean, that means so much because Brian and I would try to do that on top of everything else we do, you know, be it uh, Sacred Icon or just our own personal lives and just trying to fit that in, it was something that was really fun and it didn't turn out as well as we hoped. But then we have, you know, people like you and people, you know, some of the others in the community who, who were able to watch that. And that was just meant so much to have that feedback and that constant support that really made us want to finish it. And now like there was a point where we were like, uh, we might take a break. Like we, we'd like to do more, but we might not do this anymore. Well then through having support like yours, man, like Brian and I, have shifted and we're like okay we're gonna do halo 2 we want to do it it's just a matter of time now you know and just in general how supportive and kind you are and just you tag me in that damn toy Story 2 meme every saturday i All can always work on a saturday yeah, i All can always work on that like and, and and you're just you're just such a nice dude man i you're one of them you're you're one of the the reasons why I, I i look at this and i think wow like even though this delay has happened like this is so worth doing this podcast with Brian. Outside of just getting to do this with my friend Brian, like I get to meet all these different people. I, I you
0: know? I'd honestly, I, I know there's plenty of you listening who would not agree with this, but I would honestly, I I prefer the Sacred Icon Halo community and the friends to the game. I,
1: I some people, I, I feel like some people would be like, "Yes, but heresy." <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, I, I I don't. I mean, this is better than the game to me. Like you know, I I've, like I've already always said the roots of my Halo passion are in the original Halo trilogy. Doesn't mean I discount anything from 343. I love them in some ways just as much, but the, the roots of my fandom are there and that's where they'll always be. So, like, just getting around with all these people, you know, it's like all these. So, it's like in high school, I was like that kid who loved, like, everyone in high school loved Halo. And then Call of Duty and everything else came out and they, everyone trailed off. So, I, but I was that one kid who just kept liking. I thought Halo was some just say as cool. He's still
1: playing Halo to this day. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I thought Halo was just as cool in 2008 as I did in 2007, 2009 as I did in 2007. Like, I, I never changed from here. Me. To so eight. now now we have this group of people where it's like, yeah, I'm also that guy. We're all those people that loved Halo the whole time, and we're coming together, and it's just this super cool thing to us. It is. But anyways, Thank you so Josh.
1: Thank so much, man. It's, dude, that just means so much. It's Brian's got to cut me off a lot of times because, compliment King, I, I just don't want to yeah, get off my throne. Going. Listen I just going. I this. just keep going. But, dude, that means so much. Your message... And, and all that, I mean, again, guys, seriously, anytime you guys give us reviews uh, or just say stuff about the, the podcast on Twitter or in the Discord or anything, you have no idea how much that means to Brian and I. It makes us so happy and it is so rejuvenating. If this was Batman... Like Raj Al Ghul and you guys are making us go in the Lazarus pit and just feeling reju- reju- rejuvenation. We got so much youth behind us now, just ready to go. <laughs> I- I'm playing Arkham Knights, that's why I thought of that obscure
0: reference guys. i just thinking about but- <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Dark Knight Rises where the pit is literally just a pit.
1: Where I people- was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't play Halo Infinite until I was but uh-huh. a man. But uh, thank you so much, buddy, and and thank you again, just in general, to all you guys who always throw out that uh, you know your support and your kind words. But Kilimanjaro, wow, man, that just so unexpected, and you did such a a selfless act of kindness, and that means so much to Brian and I, and it's nothing we'll forget. That's for damn sure.
0: Yep, uh, Josh, you ready for those pa- the patron shout out? All right, bet. Cody O.
1: Cody Who's O. Patron? You got the Brudios
0: and you got the Codios. Limited. Oh edition. man, get them okay. now. Ooh. Uh we got Joshy Big Boy. Joshy Big Boy, not me. Actually, Josh, just on a separate nope. account. <laughs> nope We got Ryan Barca. Ryan Barca. Dustin Mandre.
1: Dustin Mandre. I love Ryan. Anthony
0: mark. Nicolosi from KO Qual Entertainment. Shouting you out. What's up, bro?
1: That's right. I'm usually like Brian. Can you tell us a little bit about KO Qual Entertainment? I couldn't say. I couldn't say that fast, boy. That just it's a really good
0: up and coming indie indie studio. You all should follow. And I met Anthony in real life, and he's dope. Yeah, he's he is funny.
1: super dope. Corey Hanks,
0: Corey Hanks,
1: cousin Kilimanjaro. of Corey Hanks. Kilimanjaro.
0: <laughs> okay, Josh, it. you've talked about Kilimanjaro enough. You don't need to talk about him anymore. I can this talk about Josh, any of these guys. This friends. is where Josh goes. You know, Kilimanjaro. Back in 1812, <laughs> my 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 ancestor appreciated you. Uh, uh, man, <laughs> you
1: know, it's, it's funny because I can go. I I just I, I it, Brian's right in that sense because I can go back and sometimes I'll talk about Brian. I'll be trying to describe him to somebody else, but in front of Brian, and i will be like, see. Brian and I met in 2011, you see? And it was this one cold, chilling night at work. You know, and it just goes into this whole thing. I, In order to tell the story about why I like Brian and why I think Brian's awesome, I got to go way back to the beginning. It's like the beginning of a movie. I'm like James Garner in The Notebook, but, you know, we're going to go see the younger version of him throughout the whole movie played by Ryan Gosling. So, anyway, Gosh, it's like, like it. it's like I'm the Harrison Ford version, and we're going to go back and see the Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> so. I feel like if Josh ever casted us both in a
0: movie yes. he would make sh- like he would make sure that somebody really attractive played me but he without telling me he'd make sure who played him was just a little bit more attractive <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> i feel like you do that dude i feel like you be like yo brian i'm gonna make sure he's like i'm gonna make sure that you are liam Hemsworth, but i'm gonna be Chris. <laughs> <up."> <laughs>
1: That's what you do. <laughs> uh, Liam's Hesworth so, is like the the sequel version. That's not as good, but it's still yeah. pretty good. Oh, yeah. that's messed up on my uh, future got, part. But no, uh, but but seriously, uh, thank you guys. Uh, just yeah, I, 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 only BB eight. Only BB baby. I
0: said BB eight. He's like picture picture BB eight, but the I heads like
1: just just only BB. That'd be With good for like, Star Wars season, like right now, I guess. Yeah, yeah there you go.
0: Change it. No, whoa, don't change whoa, it. I Next, we got some protein, Joe. <laughs> protein.
1: Dude, you know what I, I don't know. What if he changed if, bro, his name? To... I don't know if I told you this. But I, when I saw you on Twitter, dude, like not too long ago, I went and I was like, what is in your like profile picture? And you had like Master Chief holding like protein. And I was like, that is not what I had imagined. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. Oh, I got man.
0: Oh. I don't even want to know. Uh, <laughs> MH Cosplay dropping into the ceiling in that ODST form of the drop pod. <laughs> Mike, we got Mikey. Genesis. Oh,
1: Genesis. Ian Big Dog Mills. Nick
0: Ray, baby. Ne-ray, baby. If
1: Brian's forcing my hand going through these so fast. I know.
0: That's If I wasn't here, guys, these podcasts would be a I lot I could do a whole faster,
1: episode right on baby. each one of you guys talking about how much Yeah. How, how grateful. We got <laughs> our buddy John didn't the check Check him out with Cole on the Carnage Report the for the
0: Carnage Ch- Shadows of Reach coverage, amazing book. I can't wait for the next. These guys episode. are so
1: entertaining too. I love them.
0: Oh yeah, they're really good. That's and people really keep like saying them. that like somebody sounds like one of us, and one of us doesn't sound like them. And it's like I, I'm surprised you guys think they sound like us at all. That's but cool. That's, cool. that's cool. Uh Trevor Pokey. Trevor Pokey. Poking what's around. What's up, Trevor? How's how's it going up there? It's going good. I'm going up the hell. Out. How's it going up there, eh? I feel like I need to be a ventriloquist because he can't respond right now. I'm like.
1: Whoa! I'm doing great,
0: Brian. He does not sound Uh, like that. No, he's probably like, I'm doing great. (laughs) No, that sounds cool. (laughs) Uh, We got the Shipleys waiting on that WandaVision. Tell us if you're going to get it. We're probably going to get the the,
1: the WandaVision Shipleys in December. I'm thinking like right as soon as
0: Sonic the Hedgehog costume.
1: Dude, her costume was dope. That was cool. I was like, that was really cool. You know, that just, uh, Justin uh, did a Ghostbusters thing for Halloween and that just made me think like I saw, I was seeing his, he showed me some stuff. I saw hers and I was thinking like, I kind of want to do something next year for Halloween. Finally, like I'm gonna you do. Go with shadow Star the
0: hedgehog, hedgehog with your pistol.
1: I'm gonna go you're with like, Star Lord. Like I don't give a Lord. damn. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Star
0: Lord. <laughs> Star Lord. Uh, right. Next, I'm gonna try something a little different. Ooh, child, next, we got
1: some dust Storm. <laughs> do you hear that? Ooh, bright things will get brighter. Bring mm-hmm. it down now. Mm. Someday. Get together and we we'll get us on the... I don't know the words. Go ahead, Brian. Who's next? He's in the... I, I said, next we got some Dust Storm. <laughs> dust Storm. particular. Thank you, I boy. feel like when, now it's when you, I
0: picture... Now when I picture, like... If I say it like that, I picture dust storm. He's shooting like some dust out of his booty. You know what I'm saying? Everyone, everyone shoots dust out of their booty. That's true. Wear a mask. Uh, glass. <laughs> we got some glass. Uh, just Bro- when you glasses. thought we got through the whole cast, oh wait, it's glass. Ladies. Yeah, he's he's our he's been with us almost the longest. But the longest is actually the man Who saw just.
1: Oh shit! Brian, cut me <laughs> off. I I'm like, out. shut up, wait, I, know, Josh, I'm 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 cut, I cut you off, off. technically. No, go ahead, go ahead, and say okay. it. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me. Okay. Scene. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who saw Justice League and knew and needed more. Welcome to the show, Matthew Salvatore. I wish I wish they could.
0: I want uh, like Podcast Evolve to just take that clip of you saying that, cut it, and put it into their podcast when they introduce him. Like introduce (laughs) him with you saying that. That'd be dope. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys, that's our patron. If you guys want to join the patron, I know it's a hard time to do it right now because you're like, there's no Halo content. I'm not really interested in Halo. So why would I want to give to these guys patron? I don't know. Maybe you think we're awesome. I don't know. Maybe you want buttons and pins and T-shirts and other stuff like that. Maybe you want to be in our Discord. I don't know. It's at patreon.com slash sacrediconhalo. If you want to hit us up, the best place to do so is twitter.com slash sacrediconhalo. If you want to write us an email, that's at sacrediconhalo at gmail.com. If you want to message Josh, that's a Jovial Joshie. I'm at Brian's Bane. Um, Josh, I think we about covered it. We got a website, sacrediconhalo.com. join our Discord, everyone's invited, and leave that five star review on iTunes. If you want to leave a four and a half star review, here's what I'll tell you. Don't. Leave a five star <laughs> review. And then write in your description, I actually meant four and a half. Because that way the algorithm will give us the five, even though you don't agree. Oh, Sound good? You're so Perfect. All right, guys, that is it for this episode of the Sacred Icon Halo Show. We will be coming back next time. When you Next time you see Josh and I, we're going to be talking with a buddy of ours named Alex, but more known in the Halo community as Haruspis, and it is dope. So we will see you guys next time. Uh, Josh is taking us out with a little bit of uh, dancing and Alex moving around.
1: Haruspis coming on the Halo Show. Josh, you know there's
0: actually a song coming with you in it oh right shit this. that's right so Let's so we don't that need that baby song. yeah here we go so anyways guys really appreciate it thanks for being here and as always keep it sacred okay josh you can take us out now